Welcome to the Bruins Benders podcast. It is episode 32, Bruins Hurricanes Game 5 recap with Maddie and Smitty brought to you on our new home, the Inside the Rink Podcast Network, InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink and download the new Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone. And now Smitty has a quick word from our new show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up at BetUS.com with promo code RINK for 125% sign-up bonus. Again, that is BETUS.com and use the promo code RINK for your sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. Bet US, you bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Well, here we are. Game five recap. And this has been a roller coaster ride of a series. And this, this game tonight was a microcosm of the road efforts of the Boston Bruins in this series. It has been a Jekyll and Hyde group. In Carolina, as they lose 5-1, to one, they gave up five goals again on the road. Not a recipe for success. And you know that they come out, and it's, it's, almost, the same, it's almost the same thing. They come out, and they, they play okay for a bit, and then it's all of a sudden it's 2 to nothing again. And that's a problem. And I think that now um, Matt Grizzlick's in the center of it in the first period. He, he, he coughs the puck up on a really weak clearing attempt because he's going to get hit, and he just spoons it ahead. Carolina's in the zone for another 20 minutes, 20 seconds or so, and then it's in the net, and then he takes a penalty, and, and that's in the net. So it's just a, another poor effort on the road, and they're a completely different team. And their role, let's be honest, their role players, their second, third, fourth line guys just aren't playing as well on the road as they are at home. No, they've been playing from behind the entire series. They've not had a lead in the entire series, not once, even in Boston. No leads until the end. Um, and it, it's losing hockey, and, and they're losing the series because of it. Had, you know, had their chances early. If one of the early chances goes in, maybe it's, you know, a different story. But in the end, it's the same story. You go down there and you lose big. Simple as that. Yeah, it, yeah it's, uh, yeah, they just didn't seem to have. You thought that maybe the Charlie McAvoy situation just before the game when he comes off of COVID-19 pro- protocol, takes the two negative tests and he shows up in a private jet is like the perfect situation. Like he's coming in to save the day. It's going to be different this time. And you just think it's going to give the team a lift. And I don't think the team came out that badly. In the they had some really game. good chances early in the yeah, game. I mean, Marshan's chance in front was a big thing because if he, he's wide open in front of the net, he's on his backhand. So he has to make a move. He does move the goalie shoots it right into his glove. If that goes in, who knows? Right. You know, it lifts the team, and they're a whole whole different team when they've had the lead in this series. So, But they don't, and it's another case of can't finish, 
and then Carolina comes down, scores a goal or two, and then you're just coming from behind again. And it's um, like you said, it's not it's not a recipe for success, and it's not uh, it's not going to end well if if it continues. And you know they they could come in and win Game Six, but. I mean, are you really confident that in Game 7 in Carolina that they could turn the tide? It's not like the Stanley Cup Finals against Vancouver where they were right there in the games in Vancouver. Um, this is a little different. Like you thought if when they won Game 6 and they were crushing them at home that they had a chance in Game 7. I don't, I, I don't feel they have a chance in Game 7. I don't. Well, they, they got to get through Game 6 first, and that's certainly not a gimme. No. Absolutely not. Certainly not a gimme at home. But, yeah, I mean, you can't feel confident. They Every time they've gone down there, they've gotten, not only have they lost, but they've gotten spanked. They have. And, uh, you know, maybe if you can get a lead, but you got to cash in on some of those early chances. They had some chances early, and they just couldn't finish. I mean, that's, they haven't been a good finishing team all year. They're 30th in the league, or 32nd, or 31st in the league in shooting percentage, have been all year long. They're not a good finishing yeah. team. So, no. You need to get, you know, pucks to the late. They seemed when they had any kind of pressure later in the game, it was from the fourth line. The fourth line was getting pucks and bodies to the net, causing a little havoc and making some things happen. Um, that's probably yeah. how you're going to have to get one to get a lead. It's going to have right. to go in off somebody. It's going to have to, you know, that defenseman on their team is going to have to shoot it off someone's ass and have it go in. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's just, yeah. It, it, yeah. You're going to have to make your own breaks. Right. So. Um, all right. Seven chirps playoff edition brought to you by Lops Brewing. Lops is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Red Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week and you can, you can use the coupon code sports to get 10% off your online order. So just go to lopsbrewing.com and follow them at Lops Brewing for new beers and events. Number one, Jermaine Wiggins on WEI in Boston believes that Patrice Bergeron has underachieved in his career. <laughs> what do you think? I think Wiggins should be the last person in the history right. of the world to talk about <laughs> somebody else's professional career. Right. Especially a guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer. Maybe right. just shut the fuck up. How about that? Right. I mean, yeah. How about I that? Mean, I, and here's the thing. I, I listened. I actually was headed to the store this morning or somewhere, Dunks or something. And I heard this on the radio live when he said this. And Greg, and then they started talking about whether or not they were underachieving as a team, which is a different argument. It is. If you're, if you're saying they're underachieving as a team and only won one cup, then I would get into that debate with you because that's a legitimate debate. Mm -hmm. But this Bergeron thing begins, and then Greg Hill says, well, that Blackhawks team had Chris Chelios on it. And I said to myself, I'm driving the car, and I'm saying to myself in the car, <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Chris Chelios is in the fucking, <laughs> is in the studio for ESPN right now. Yeah. Like old and gray. Yeah. Like, no, they didn't. No. They had Duncan Keith. Duncan and, Keith and Brent Seabrook. Brent Seabrook and, you know, other guys. Yeah. Not not him. Not uh, Chelios. So that, that tells you everything you need to know about uh, the Greg Hill Show on EEI. But I will say this, um, that the team underachieving if they don't win the cup uh, this year and in the window officially closes and Bergeron retires, the team 
might be a bit of an underachievement, but the player Bergeron um, probably got the most out of his ability. Probably overachieved. I mean, he was a sec. He was a second round pick that right. people didn't really expect anything from. Right. Right. Um. So to say that he underachieved is just negligence. It's yeah, just. It I mean, it's it just, just is. It's just. It really it's. It's like. <laughs> Right. Have some perspective, dude. Right. That's not even a hot take, like a like let's get the argument going. That that has no merit. Like, None. That's just, that's just poor. No. So uh he, he is not an underachiever at all. No. And in fact, he's the he is the uh leading active second round pick in points. Yeah. So 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 they, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer, Wiggins. A Hall right. of Famer. Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> A million selkies, a cup, you know, yeah. played for Canada, like all oh, the whole thing. Right. Like, Gold medals. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. I, I think that uh, Patrice Bergeron did very well for himself. Yeah. All right. Number two, Taylor Hall made the insinuation that Carolina pumped some crowd noise in to the building. Tony D'Angelo says that Carolina is a much louder building. Taylor Hall actually said that there was some uh, acoustics the acoustics he kept talking about in Carolina were good, almost insinuating that they put some noise in there. I mean, they probably do. I mean, they're, they're NASCAR fans. They're do. probably like revving engines somewhere in the back, or, right. you know, whatever. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons did. They, they yeah. probably do. I mean, they're fraudulent fans. Yeah, Indy did. I mean, people yeah. do it. Let's be so. let's be frank. They're fraudulent. Here's here's my here's one thing I thought about when I when I heard this though, the game three crowd was a little tepid, for Boston. Uh, it was a little quiet because I think there was some nerves there. And you're down two zero and you got smacked a couple times. Yeah. So I think there was some doom and gloom there. But I will say this: a, a fan base like Carolina, they aren't as nervous. Because they haven't been there. They don't know any <laughs> and better. They, and they don't know any better. Like, they just, woo. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's kind of like Celtics fans. Like, woo. You know, Jason Tatum hit a three. Yay. You know? But Bruins fans are like bitching and moaning about their team the entire game. The entire in season. The, arena. the entire season they've bitched about yeah. the team that had 50 yeah. wins and 107 points. <laughs> right. they, they bitched about the team all year long. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's a different kind of fan base for sure. It is. It is. But I will guarantee you this, game six, they will be ready to go. Um, all right, number three, with Hampus Lindholm possibly back, do you sit Matt Grizzlick and stick with Riley? Riley's played better. So, yeah. I mean, if it was me, I think I, I think you do. I think you do too. I think you do. Yeah. I mean, Grizzlick really struggled tonight, and he has struggled in the last couple of postseasons. Um, and his postseason numbers are not good. Mm-mm. And tonight he was at the center, as I said, of the first period problems that they had and, and, you know, clearing the puck. I mean, he's not really even giving them much as far as carrying the puck and moving it to the next guy. Like he's really struggling and he's really taking the physical punishment and he's showing his lack of size is really hurting, uh, against some of these, you know, more physical teams. So I'd go Mike Riley in there if Hampus is back. Number four, do you stick with Jeremy Swayman in game six? I mean I know it's 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 six and one and a half dozen. Yeah, there's really there's really not a good choice, I don't think. No. I mean Swayman at home, 
And we won those two games at home. Yeah. I mean, I think you probably, probably do. probably lean to him. Yeah. I think you probably do. I mean, the the goals tonight, I mean, you'd like to have maybe a couple of those back. But, sure. like, the D'Angelo shot was a, was a seed. Like, a yeah. couple of them were deflected, like, hit off somebody. Yeah. Like, Kylo throws it off fucking DeBrusque. Yeah. Um, you know, like, one. Yeah. So, I mean, there was probably, you know, maybe the first one you'd like to have him yeah, make a save there. Um, yeah. But other than that, like, you can't really fault him on any of those. So, I think you, go, you do go back to him in, in game six at home. Um, you know, he'll have the crowd behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has won the games in the series, so I think you got to stick with the guy who's won games in the series. Right. I mean, if you have Lindholm back, then you have your top pair back. They're playing a lot of minutes. You know, maybe they're a little bit better defensively in front of you. And I think Swayman did make several really good saves tonight. I mean, he, he had 39 shots or something like yeah. that. I mean, he did. He made some really nice shots. The the fourth, I think it was the fourth goal, um, was that... Uh, the fourth goal was was, was one that Jarvis, oh, right? He, it was under him. It, it was deflected and it was under him. Yeah, and it was poked in. Like the rebound thing is still a problem with me with him. There were even times tonight where he made a save and like fumbled it in front of him and then covered it up. But yeah, there's a lot of that. He doesn't catch things cleanly and really swallow shots a lot. No, and uh, that's what something that Rask was excellent at. Like he'd swallow things up. Um, so I, that's something he needs to definitely work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, chirp number five, after a great end to the season, were we premature in thinking the Bruins were set at second line center with Eric Holla? I mean, he had a great end to the season, so I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can say, you know, second, second guess that I feel like he was really good the second half of the year. So I don't think you can fault him for that. Yeah, he, he hasn't had a good playoffs. I mean, he, he had an right. assist on the Clifton goal tonight, but he hasn't really been good in the playoffs. But not many of the Bruins players have been good. You know, right. outside of a of a few minutes here and there, um, even in the games that they won, you know, it was power. You know, a couple power play goals in each of those games. Mm-hmm. Five on five, they haven't been great. The Carolina, you know, depth of forwards have been much better than the Bruins depth forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's included in that. So um, I don't know if I would go as far as to say that he was, um, uh, you know, not not giving them what they need. But he's he's been disappointing in the playoffs, to say the least. Yeah. It's definitely something that the people who were... And I was one of them who was, who was really clamoring for a second-line center. I was on the JT Miller bandwagon. Like, I was like, let's get yeah, a second-line well, center. Yeah, I mean, I was on that, too. But then I was okay with it when he's played so well. I was like, okay, I admit it. That's, I, I was wrong. And in the grand scheme of things, it's still not, to me, it's still not the reason why they're losing this series. No. It, it's not. I mean, their defensive depth has been really... You know, the pressure's been on them, and then their forward depth has not come through. I mean, Thomas Nosek was horrific tonight, and he sat the entire second period. And then, you know, you've already had Frederick out, and now your Felino gives you nothing. I mean, he just gives you nothing. I mean, occasional scrum and a trash talk to someone, and that's about it. He does nothing. He, there's no chance for him or Nosek to score at all. Like, there's no chance for them to give you anything offensively. I would even consider doing bleed and McLaughlin and taking Nosek and Felino out. 
the next game and saying, let's just go for it. Let's put some fresh legs on there at home and see if we can catch lightning in a bottle. Because those guys aren't doing anything. Uh, chart number six is about Thomas Nosek. Had some good moments on the kill in games three and four. We were praising him about that. But he was benched the entire second period. Have to think he's a scratch in game six. Probably is. Probably is. Um, I think so. I I feel like they're going to bring Frederick back in, though. Oh, I mean, for God's sakes. I mean, you said this. You, you don't want to see Frederick back on the ice at all. I don't. And I'm with you. <clears throat> I'd go Bleed and McLaughlin before I'd go Frederick. I would I would go both of those guys first, too. I think McLaughlin. I'd go Froden before Frederick. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> McLaughlin offers you something as far as shooting the puck. Um, yeah. You know, he's he got does. a good release. He can shoot the puck. Um, <laughs> you know, he's a yeah. bigger guy. Um, all of those things can help. He has a penchant, to, though, to take some bad penalties, too. He does. So, yeah. He has. Um, yeah. He has. I don't know. Reed is the more solid player. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not going to do a ton, but he's not going to hurt you. No, he'll go out and hit and agitate. and, right. and He'll maybe, do what Wagner does. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, I have no problem with bleed going in. I might do a Steen, maybe. Yeah, Steen's there, too. Sure. I might do a Steen. But I, I, Frederick is the fifth or sixth guy I go with. I really would. I just can't, I can't take it. I can't take it. No, with the way Carolina's power play is playing. Um, no, it can't you, you can't afford to take those penalties. You just can't. No. Um, he can't skate with them. He can't skate with them. No. <laughs> I mean, they'll skate circles around him. I mean, if they can get the puck down deep and possess it and hold it like him and and Smith and Coyle were doing for a large portion of the second half of the season when they were really good, like you might be able to take advantage of some, of some, some things there, but mm. you got to get it there first and then you got to win the puck battle to have it. And I mean, Smith, he, he, the guy's invisible. He's not, he's he like is. not even generating chances anymore. I, I think he's fighting an injury. Cause yeah, I, well, limped off. I certainly fucking hope so. Cause he's been, so too. he's been, Bad, like it, been, like it was like all season long. Bad, yeah, yeah. He hasn't given you much at all from the get go. Maybe he had that atrocious first two or three weeks of the season. Yeah, like and he got a little bit better. Like that line had that what was it six weeks of really good, and then started to go back downward. Mm -hmm. And now here we are, right yeah. back to where we were. All right, trip number seven, game six predictions. I can't go 3-2 overtime for the bees because they got <laughs> fucking spanked tonight. So thanks yeah. a lot, boys. Yeah. Uh I'll go I'll go uh four. Oh fuck. I really want the Bruins to win, but I think it's gonna mm -hmm. be I think Carolina's gonna win four to two. Four to two Carolina? Okay. Yeah. I was gonna go three to one Carolina. So I'm in I'm in that sort of it's gonna be one of those frustrating games where the Bruins come out and they get some chances and they can't finish and mm -hmm. they're just right there on the teat and they can't get it done and then Carolina like bangs one in. It's gonna yeah, it, it's gonna be like a crowd. like a stupid screen goal or a tip goal or yeah. something like that. They're gonna score, yeah. they're gonna go up one nothing. You know, probably extend the lead to two nothing. And if it gets to two nothing, if it gets to two to nothing the Bruins will not win the game. No, it'll be over. They, they can't come back from 2 nothing. They've yeah. come back, I believe, twice all season down two and have never yeah. come back from three down this season right. at right. all. So if they get down two, it's over. It's over. Yep. It's over. Yeah, it's over. All right, beauties and benders time. Uh, my three uh, beauties 
Number three, Charlie McAvoy, who comes back from COVID-19 protocol, plays a ton of minutes. He, he, he did some really nice things out there. I don't think he was 100%, obviously. But he, uh, you know, he, was, he wasn't uh, the problem tonight. And he was visible offensively. He was trying to generate some chances. He was taking the puck deep. He was getting near the net. So he was trying. Uh, number two, the Bruins ownership's private jet brought McAvoy in. Uh, excellent job by ownership to get him on the jet. When I saw that photo from Matt Porter that he tweeted out that he was there, I said, if he's there, he's playing. Why the fuck would he go? Why yeah. would he show up at 5 o'clock for a 7 o'clock game if he wasn't playing? Right. So he was there. And then number one, Connor Clifton has had a, you know what, has had a really, really good series. He really has. <laughs> he has. He's played really, really well. He has. He's yeah. been the second best defenseman. Yeah. I mean, he's been, he's been really, really good. <laughs> I can't, can't he has. It, it, it's yeah. not a, it's not a joke, folks. It's not a no. joke. He has been. So I have, yeah. I have a single beauty. Uh, I had zero beauties because when they were getting shut out, I said, so you can't have any beauties if you get shut out. Um, but they avoided the shutout and they avoided the shutout because of Connor Clifton. Connor Clifton. So he is my one singular beauty. Good for him. He deserved it. He play, He's played really well. Like you said, he led the team in ice time in, in uh, the game four win without McAvoy and Lindholm. He's really been good. He's been physical. He's moved the puck. Um, not taking shit from people, getting engaged in scrums and whatnot. Um, yeah, Ben, Ben, like you said, probably the second best defenseman in the series. So, congrats, yeah. congrats to him. Uh, the fact that he's been the second best defenseman in the series does not really bode well for the rest of the defense, though. No, that's probably why you're down three to two in the series. I think that's because correct. Your other defenseman, uh, Brandon Carlo. Like I, I want to be there for him, but yep. man alive! Like anytime he gets the puck along the boards with another player, mm-hmm. it's like smacking st- sticks for like ten seconds, <laughs> and then he doesn't get it. He, somebody else. It's like a street it. hockey like he face off. It. He's yeah. just in the corner, yeah, like, it's like smacking sticks, right and then they fight for it. Right. And then he just he loses a puck, and and then he, he fires it off the brust leg and into the net. Like he's just a train wreck. I mean, he's one of those guys who is under the radar when he's playing well, so he doesn't really jump off the page. Right. Um. So he'll go through stretches in a game where he's fine, yep. and then all of sure. a sudden it's a disaster, yep. and it's it's too bad. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So Bender's time, and my three Benders. Number three, the Bruins as a road team. Face. You're a Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby. 20 Neo Maxi Zoom Dweebies on the road <laughs> with this uh, this group here. They, they just uh, are a completely different team. And number one, the number one culprit is David Parsonak. Like, and I don't know if it's the matchups that they're getting or what have you, but he is a different player on the road in Carolina than he is in Boston. Complete. He was invisible and not doing much, not finishing checks, really, not not fighting for pucks, or just skating around for large portions of that game. He's just a different player on the yeah. road. Um, number two, Thomas Nosek. Face, you're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby. Should be a scratch in game six. Uh, he pen- he was a really good penalty killer for them in Boston, but this, this game here, he was atrocious, and there's no chance for him to score a goal or even lead you to a goal. So he needs to be out. And then number one, Matty Grizzler. Face, you're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby. 
now it's been a couple of postseasons. Now it's a now it's a career thing where you look at his postseason stats and they aren't great. And I've been a Matt Grizzlick fan for a while. Like there was a time there where I really liked him a lot and he did a lot of really nice things. It was a pretty solid player, but he has regressed since getting a bigger role on the team. I agree with you. Which was my fear. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, all right. My three vendors, I'm starting with number three, and it is Brandon Carlo. Face, you're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby. Uh, I figured out what his problem is. Did you know this? I figured it out. What, what, what was, he what has was zero it? hockey sense. None. He, he does, okay. None at all. He doesn't yeah, know when to hold it. on to it. He doesn't have any poise with the puck. He doesn't know when to get rid of it. He doesn't know when to skate with it. He has zero hockey sense he's good at at different aspects of the game like he can skate with the puck if he has it but he doesn't know what to do with it he can pass occasionally he's big he has reach he has good stick positions all that stuff but he has no idea about the general concept of actually playing hockey no hockey sense at all being coached up like his skill sets have been coached up to a certain, like he does what the coaches ask as far as stick position and mm-hmm. body position and all that stuff. But he just may not have the instincts. No, he doesn't play. He doesn't yeah. have any instincts. No. And that good or bad problem with, None. with the offense, because he gives you no offense when there's opportunities for him right. to give you some offense because he's a decent skater. He's a far better skater than people think. Yes. Because he doesn't use it. No, he doesn't use he's it at all. Skater. He could, he, he could do, Pretty easily, what McAvoy does with carrying the puck around the net and like he could and and getting like carrying it out of the zone, he could do that. Yeah. He just doesn't. He because he has zero, zero offensive confidence. Yeah, he has like, no he, sense. What None. was it? Game four where he was in in front of the net with the puck, and all he had to do was pass it to DeBrusque, who could have tapped it in. Mm-hmm. But DeBrusque was kind of trying to get away from a guy, but he hot potatoed the thing to him. And it went by him to the boards. Like he had Nebraska had no if he waited a second later, then Nebraska would have just tapped it in. That's what I'm talking he about. Fired it across the like, crease. Like it was like it was about to explode on his stick and he would die. Like it was bad. Yeah. 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 So uh, <laughs> number two is Craig Smith. Face, you're a neo maxi zoom dweeby. Lost playoffs last season. I mean, he hasn't done anything. He's been not noticeable at all, not dangerous at all. Like he's giving you effort. Like he skates around hard out there, but nothing else. You're not getting anything from him at all. Nothing. Nothing. And my number one bender is the Bruin stick discipline. Face, you're a Neo Maxi Zoom dweeby. Can we stop fucking high sticking people for one fucking second? Mike Riley has like 4,000 high sticking penalties this year. Yes. Like anytime yes. he goes back, he high sticks someone in the face. They don't, I, it's almost like the old Philadelphia Flyers. Like if you commit enough penalties, they don't call it every time. He's right. high sticking people now and like they don't call it half the time call it. because yeah. he would be in the box the whole fucking game. Because that's what he does. Yeah. And, 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 and it, it seems to always happen after we get a power play. Like, how many power plays have we got canceled out because oh, we man. take stupid penalties, whether it's a high stick or a right. interference or a hook or, yeah. you know. 
Grizzlick had one tonight. That yeah. was another Paul thing. had one tonight. His second penalty was a high stick on like a stick lift that's just your stick is just no stick discipline. It's just erratic. You're just throwing your stick up in the air. You're gonna hit someone in the face with it. That's gonna happen. So that 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 it's it. it's just infuri- it. it's just infuriating it to me to it watch is. to watch them do it all yeah. the fucking time. <laughs> Yeah, so they they have it. Uh, hey, first round still still going on here. Game six Thursday night, May the twelfth, versus Carolina, seven p.m. I believe this one's on TNT in Nesson. Uh, I watched it on ESPN because I had I changed it and they came back to win. Now I'll have to go back to Nesson because uh, I don't want to watch TNT. Um, Around the league, let's take a look around the league. Pittsburgh leads the Rangers three games to one, so the winner of the Carolina Bruins series will face either the Pittsburgh Penguins or the New York Rangers. Boy, the Rangers are a mess. Mm-hmm. They've given up seven goals twice, I believe, in that series. Um, Panthers and Capitals tied at two. The Maple Leafs and Lightning are tied at two. I th- Maple Leafs just took a lead four to three late. Oh, okay. In that game, game five came back. Uh, Flames and Stars tied at two. Wild and Blues also tied at two playing tonight. Blues uh, scored a early goal. It's one nothing. last I saw. Kings and Oilers tied at two. And then Colorado sweeps Nashville four games to none, and Kale McCarr is the best defenseman in the league. I would agree with that. That's the record. Ten points in a, in, in four games is a record for defensemen in NHL history. First time in NHL history, 10 points in four games. I mean, that's decent. In, in, a, in the first series. Uh, Montreal Canadiens win the uh, draft lottery. The rights to Shane Wright. Do they? Go to Mon- Montreal. Yeah. That's a complete shocker. I'm totally yeah. surprised that they would give it to an original six team that's been horseshit yeah. for a long they time. They need Montreal to be good. They do. I mean, they do. I mean, already there's a cup drought in Canada, but they can't have Montreal be as bad as they no, are. No, they can't they have Montreal can't. be a doormat. It's just not no. good for the league. They absolutely cannot. Um, hey, rate and review for charity. A dollar goes to the Bruins Foundation for every rate and review on Apple and any rating on Spotify. Go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us on Twitter. We do game updates. And uh, we will go live after game six. Hopefully it's an extension of the series. Hopefully the Bruins survive and stave off elimination. And we will drop that right after the game on Thursday night. Thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully the Bruins get it back together at home. Hopefully the crowd's roaring and go Bruins. Here we go Bruins. Here we go.